Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man that saw Stephen King's It last week, and now he sleeps with the lights on. He is the captain. I don't sleep with the lights on, but I refuse to walk by a sewer drain. It's good to be seen. It's good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Tonight, we are drinking Five Lizard Latin-style wit beer by the creative minds over at Five Rabbit Brewing in Bedford Park, Illinois. Garage grade, three and three quarter bottle caps out of five. Five Lizard is a creamy and refreshing wheat beer, lightly spicy and tangy with passion fruit and lime peel. It's like taking a traditional Belgian style wheat beer down to Mexico for spring break. And the result is splendid, my friends. But you don't have to take my word for it because this beer has won plenty of awards. And Five Lizard was brought to us by these fine friends. First up, we have Lynn from Livermore, California. And a big shout out to Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle from Nevada City, California. And a big thank you goes out to Kathleen and Francis from Sierra Madre, California. Three in a row, Captain. That's some California love. Yeah, and all the way from New Orleans, we have Paul. All right, let's stay in that neck of the woods as we have Richard from Baton Rouge. And last but not least, we have James and Dara from bloody harlan kentucky mm-hmm. so thanks to everybody for filling up the fridge for this week's show if you want to buy us around for next week just go to truecrimegarage.com and click on the donate button yeah and don't be a douche canoe we have the douche canoe shirts they're available for pre-order for like only a couple days and then i'm pulling it from the site ordering them shipping them out get rid of them so don't be a don't be a douche all right captain that's enough of the business everybody gather around grab a chair grab a beer Let's talk some true crime.
Yes, I'm at the Crown, uh, Crown Plaza at O'Hare Airport. And I was calling because my daughter came to, this, uh, to a party here last night, a gathering with her friends. And um, now her friends, they say that they left on the front of the hotel and she's not able to be found now. She's 19 years old. And you said that this, and, and you said the Crown Plaza at O'Hare Airport? Yes. Yes, and they said that the, um, when her friends was asking uh, earlier today, like about 4 o'clock in the morning, because uh, they run the video cameras, they said that they didn't have no cameras. But now I came, and it was a lady, she said that if she, if she heard music, and she, she asked me that I want to go upstairs, and we went upstairs on the 11th floor, and it was someone came to the room, and the, she said that she did see my daughter there with a group of girls and, and, and a couple of guys. But um, that's how she just talked, because she was trying busy trying to get reception on her phone. All right, well then, um, you know what? Um, are you sure you don't mean the Crown Plaza in Rosemont? Yes, the Crown. Yes, it is. I'm sorry, the Crown Plaza in Rosemont. That's exactly where it's at. I'm okay, so sorry. And, no, no, it's okay. And and have you spoke? And you said you spoke with the. Uh, front desk. I'm sitting outside right in front of the hotel in a parking lot right now. And they were saying that they didn't, that they haven't seen your daughter since she left, or? No, it's a different set. It's a different, um, uh, a new, uh, I'm sorry, it's a new shift. And they said that they haven't seen her. Well, of course they wouldn't have seen her, because this is like three or four in the morning. And I just seen that they, she was here because I just found the ticket. Where, where they entered this uh, hotel, it was at um, 1.36 p.m. So hold on, this part her because this is on the 6th. My daughter wasn't here on the 6th. Okay, and uh, well, uh, you know what, real quick, I'm just gonna see if maybe we, uh, I'm gonna see if maybe she was here at all. Uh, what's your daughter's name? Her name is Kanika Jenkins. All right, the room wasn't registering her name. She came with some friends here. And, uh, yeah, I just want to verify. I, I'm, I'm uh, about to say, I actually just came in myself. Uh, probably been on a trip for about 45 minutes. So I just want to make sure that, you know, maybe she didn't she didn't get arrested and sent on her own. You know what I mean? I just want to double check everything. But okay, she, thank you. You're very welcome. But um, it doesn't look like we had any run-ins with her last night at all. Um. Do you think it's possible maybe she went to one of her friends' houses or, you know, she's probably... No, be, no actually, because she had my car. She was driving my car. She know I don't like nobody to drive my car because my insurance will not pay for nobody, no one besides her. And um, her friends kept calling my phone. I told them to stay out here. They stayed out here. For, they called me, like, about three times in the morning. I was laying in the bed. I just had breast surgery. I breast, you know, I, I fought a beat breast cancer. So I'm, you know, sedated off medication early. And they telling me she out here. So once I rejuvenated, strengthened up myself enough to get up and drive out here to look for. Once they brought me my car, I came. I right out here, and I came to the hotel and I showed them a picture of her and I asked them if they see it. And it was a lady in the lobby. And she heard me asking at the front desk, and she said it was music. She did hear music. She called the one downstairs to report the room and come to find out it was the people next door. And when we knocked on the door, um, that person said that she did see my daughter downstairs with, it was like four of them, and it was four of them. 
and she said, my daughter, she um, she was with three of her friends, but her three friends said, which then, you know, these kids won't tell the truth. They said that she was, they went upstairs to get her cell phone. And when they went to get her cell phone, she was standing in the lobby, in the front lobby. And then when they came back down, she wasn't there anymore. No, actually, I understand. Um, Hold on, she's 19 years old? That's my daughter, she's 19. Her name is Kanika Jenkins, K-E-N-E-K-A? No, yes, yes, yes. No, I, I, I remember that you told me that she was 19. But um, what I'm saying is that, is that she, again, she's only been gone for a couple hours. She's, yeah, I don't know, maybe she's, you know, she could be somewhere with one of her friends or something because, I mean, it, again, it, it is only a couple hours since you hadn't seen her, correct? Or since her friend supposedly hadn't seen her? Maybe see if you know, see if she'll get a hold of you again. 
You know what I mean? Does she, uh, does she know your number? Yeah, she know my number very well. She's very smart. Okay, well then, like I said, you know, just give her a couple hours, you know what I mean? You know, you know give her some time, you know, again, maybe she, you know, maybe she went to one of her other friends' places, or maybe she is still in the room, you know, just knocked, you know, knocked out. You know what I mean? Yes, I thank you. Okay, and so when do you? How long does it take for me to file a missing person report? Well, well, you can you can file it at any at at, uh, at any time. It just uh, like I said, you know, just you know, just give it a little bit of time. You know, if if you hadn't heard from her by, I want to say about ten, eleven o'clock, then by all means, you know, give us a call again. You can come to the station, and uh, we can help you out from there. Okay, I live in Chicago. Would it be better for me to come back to you all station, or should I go in Chicago and make out a missing report? You know, I think you know, uh, you know, what, um, you, know you can try to you can try to file it out in Chicago. They may tell you to come here since it happened in our town, but I do know that since she, I do know that since she lives with, uh, you know, obviously she lives with you in the city. I think this might actually fall on them. Or at, least okay. or at least they'll be able to take the report and then they'll get in contact with us and we'll be able to help them out with the investigation from there. Okay, well, it doesn't it doesn't matter whichever one. Um, if I have to come back out here, I'll come back out here. But but as long as if we be able to see, but we'll, if I come, okay, I give it to tomorrow. It's 24 hours. After 24 hours, do you think they'll still be able to see the video camera of today, the surveillance camera yes. for today? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yes, we'd definitely be able to probably, yes, we'd definitely be able to get the footage. Okay, thank you. Well, right. I'll do that. Okay, thank you okay. so much, okay? Okay. All right, you're very welcome. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. First up, Captain, we find ourselves in a bit of a unique situation, don't we? This has been... I find myself in the garage. Well, this has happened before, but it's rare. But we have to seize the day. We have to seize the moment. Mm -hmm. We were all geared up. We had a case ready to cover this week. An interesting case, of course, but a cold case, one with no recent activity on it. Now, it doesn't make it any less important or less tragic, but there is this case in the news right now, 
and it should be. And we both agreed that now is the time to discuss it because as we both agreed, this case should and needs as many ears and eyes on it as possible. And it's possibly not getting the media attention. It should. Right. And now we're talking about the Kanika Jenkins case, of course. Uh, a basic rundown before we dive into this thing. Uh, we have a beautiful young lady, just 19 years old. Mm -hmm. She goes to a hotel party with her friends on September 8th, 2017. So just earlier this month. Now, her mother is at home recovering from a surgery. She says that she last saw Kanika at about 1130 p.m. at their home. She says Kanika borrowed her mother's car and left with two of her friends. So I'm assuming that Kanika lives with her mother. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, later we would see video footage of Kanika and three other young women, uh, all about her age, walking together from the hotel lobby. Now, friends of this group of girls are up on the ninth floor. They have a room there and they are throwing a hotel party. Mm -hmm. I've, I've seen some reports that the group actually had rented two rooms that night, which I believe to be true. But at about 4 a.m., Kanika's friends call her mother and they told her that they could not find Kanika. So she is missing. Now, Kanika's friends have her cell phone and they have the keys to Kanika's mom's car. Uh, she's reported missing to the hotel and then later to the police. And then about a little under 24 hours after that, she's found dead in a walk-in freezer at that very same hotel. Now, usually I don't like to go into this whole basic rundown of the case, but we heard we heard all of that in the trailer. We mm -hmm. hear her mother calling 911, asking what she should do, reporting her missing. And then later we hear the officer that found her in that freezer and yeah. those haunting, chilling words that, that he says, you know, we we found the subject. She's in a freezer and she's frozen solid. Yeah. Very, very haunting um, audio clip. Yeah. Now this case, you, you may have heard of about it in some form or another. It's a bit of a water cooler case right now. Now this young lady, was she murdered? Was she drugged? Was someone after her? Mm -hmm. We don't know. But what, what I do know is as soon as people started talking, captain, you and I started talking about this. I was aware of this case and had heard about it. But you know, when I looked it up last week and even up to earlier today, I've been sucked into this thing and spent a lot of time looking at a lot of different things. Yeah, I actually, and, and a big thank you to the listeners because there were so many people on social media saying, Hey, have you heard of this case? Mm -hmm. Nobody's talking about this case. And, and we see this often, um, where a, you know, a white girl goes missing or something happens with a white girl and media is all over it. Mm -hmm. But this is a young, beautiful black woman and not a lot of people are talking about it. Well, it may be in the realm of social media, um, but as far as big time media goes, you're, you're exactly right now. Uh, I, I've actually lost a few days on this one. I mm -hmm. mean, completely like lost days on this thing. So this is a rabbit hole. Yeah. We know everyone out there is, is very busy, mm -hmm. so you don't need to lose days on this days like we both have. But if you can hang with us in the garage for a little bit tonight and tomorrow, we will bring you up to speed on everything. We'll tell you what you need to know, tell you what they, they meaning the authorities, Kanika's family and the hotel need to know, or I guess 
need to find out, figure out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because right now, I believe Kanika's family needs a lot of information, a lot of answers and support from both the local police and the Crown Plaza Hotel. Mm-hmm. I am happy to say that I have seen a lot of support for her family coming from the public. And of course, we will all continue to do just that. But if the police and the hotel don't have those answers, they need to work together and get them for Kanika's family. And we can even discuss here tonight if that is happening or not. Well, and we see it multiple times in multiple cases. If major media outlets push an issue, right, Mm -hmm. or talk about something, talk about a case enough that sometimes that puts enough pressure on police or uh, people of power to do the right thing or to get the answers faster. Right. And there is, you know, I kind of wanted to just explain what we were talking about in case people didn't recognize the name, Kanika Jenkins. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to say that from the jump and from the get-go, because this is similar in a way to the Brandon Lawson case and the Missy Beavers case mm-hmm. where, you know, we're going to talk about things that are, that were captured on camera. And so, you know, you need to pay attention out there because there will be homework, uh, homework assignment for you all. You know, we're not going to tell you what you got to go do, but I guarantee after listening to this case for a little bit, you're going to be trolling the internet, looking for these videos wanting to see them with your own eyes. All right. So you're going to give us homework, but you're not going to tell us what it is. That's the toughest kind of homework (laughs) you can receive, my friend. Well, let's start with the first footage that we see. And it's of her and her friends walking into the hotel and it's, they're just going into a party. All right. So the first thing I notice here and want to point out is there is a timestamp in the top right of this surveillance footage. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, the caveat here is if the timestamp is right, uh, this would make it at about 12, 13 AM. Um, and we see Kanika along with three other girls inside the crown Plaza O'Hare hotel. Uh, so by this time it's technically September 9th. Um, this must be a hallway just off of the lobby because you can see there on the right, the, the little business center, you know, with the, the stack of computers. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, from there, the girls are going to get on an elevator. Now, Kanika is wearing jeans and a jean jacket. Um, she does not have a purse with her, but she has what, what appears to me to be a cell phone in one hand and car keys in the other hand. Um, at this point in the video, I think she looks pretty sober and of sound mind to me. I mean, yeah, it looks like all the ladies in the video are pretty sober. Mm Mm-hmm. There's four of them total. Now, keep in mind, as we said just minutes ago, there are already people upstairs on the ninth floor that they're going to go meet. So they they are not showing up and checking into the hotel. They are simply showing up to the hotel to meet the rest of this group uh, and how far into the party they are at this point, we don't know. And the speculation about this is there's roughly about 30-some people at the party. Yeah, that's correct. So now in the next clip, we're going to see the elevator door open. Um, the timestamp now reads t- uh, 2.24 a.m., um, so just a little over two hours, and we see Kanika stumble off of the elevator, um, and she almost runs into the wall there. Yeah. It takes, it takes her about a minute or so to stumble down the hallway here, and she's so disoriented that she almost falls into a rail. There's like a set of stairs there. 
And she doesn't appear like she has any desire to go up those stairs, just that that she falls into the rail almost like a like a gut shot. Yeah, there's a v- bunch of strange things here. I mean, anytime she's walking down a hall, she kind of bumps into the wall. Mm-hmm. And that happens several times. Um, and there's several hours of this footage of her kind of roaming around the hotel. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, but what has been released and what we are able to see are just minutes rather. Um, but after she, after she falls into that rail, mm-hmm. she then g- goes away from the stairs and she looks like she's trying to kind of like, like shake it off, like kind of like pull herself together. Like, okay, I got this. You know, I almost fell into that rail, but I'm gonna pull it together now. Mm-hmm. And she steps toward the camera. Uh, she makes a, she goes to her right, but it's our, our left that we're looking at now. She's going to turn here, and this part to me is very telling, and I mean telling of how like messed up she is. Like right. she she's walking with her head up, and then her head goes back, like back pretty far. Um, she's not watching where she's going, um, but her head goes back. It's almost like her head is too heavy or something, mm-hmm. uh, and then she she's almost like like a zombie state at this point to me, like, yeah. uh, doesn't really seem to be in control of much other than her feet. Yeah. And I think originally looking at some of the footage, you know, with her bumping into the walls, I, I just assumed, okay, so she's 19 years old. She's at a party, possibly hasn't drank that much or drank that often mm-hmm. in her lifetime. So maybe she just had way too much to drink. And then sometimes while you're at that party, you kind of a, you know, you have a fight or flight mentality. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get really wasted and you go, okay, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. And I think the key word words you said there is way too much to drink. When you, when you see this and when I, the first time I saw it, my first take was, wow, she was at a hotel party. She, I mean, she's consumed a lot of alcohol and I didn't even realize there was such a short window of time from the time she arrives looking mm-hmm. sober to the point where she gets off this elevator just two hours later and she appears to have consumed a ton of alcohol. Yeah, um, and a disclaimer, there's there hasn't been an autopsy released yet, and there hasn't been a toxicology report released yet. So we'll know more about that later. Um, but again, it, the running into the walls, okay, maybe you're drunk. But the, the head leaning back, I'm almost, like you said, like a zombie state. Yeah. That's when I started getting this gut feeling that this... Um, this young 19 year old female is not just intoxicated that she's not just, she didn't just drink alcohol or maybe shots that there's something else going on here um, that's put in her in a whole nother realm. Now what that is, I'm not really for sure. Now we see her go out of frame for just like a split second or two. uh, And then she appears on camera again and she stumbles into a door and it looks like she actually enters whatever kind of room that is. I, I saw somewhere that it, that it might be a restroom or maybe even a men's restroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever it is, uh, she's only in there for about 40 to 45 seconds. Now, once she appears again from that room, she turns and she's heading in the direction of the camera. It's, it's hard to say, but I think the way that she is walking, it almost appears to and looks to me like she's getting more intoxicated or more disoriented uh, by the minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And at this point she has, it appears like she has something in her hand and it's, it's not what I saw before this, this seems different. Uh, where, okay. So what you thought you saw before was a cell phone. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought I saw, uh, it, it, what looked very obvious to me in that first frame was that she had the cell phone and keys. Mm -hmm. This is neither one of those objects to me. This is a, appears smaller, um, could even possibly be, you know, I've heard some speculation on this. I, when I see it, it looks to me almost like a napkin or a tissue or paper towel of some sort, mm -hmm. maybe even wadded up. And now my question would be, do you see this before she goes into the men's restroom or, or I after? Did, I did not notice it until after she comes out of that room. Okay. So maybe she tried to get sick somewhere. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes when you're, I mean, especially when you're drunk, sometimes you just go, Hey, if I can, if I can puke, I'll feel better. Right. Or if I can splash some water on my face. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't or, tell yeah. because I mean, sometimes I'm so drunk that I'll get into, into a sink mm -hmm. and just take a shower in the sink, like a, like a little bird. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, prior to her going into that room, she may have had this object in her hand. I don't know, but she, most of the time she is walking away from the camera or she's got a side. We have a side view of her and it's not until she's facing the camera again that I see this small object. Let's dive more into the footage of Kanika Jenkins right after this quick beer break. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend that you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com garage today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garage. This show is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Check out BetterHelp.com slash garage today. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL 
is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com garage today. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we're back. Cheers, mates. Cheers. Now, where we left off is Kanika is now, she's stumbling down the hallway, and she's walking back toward the camera. And this will bring us to the timestamp of about 232 um, now we have Kanika, she is in the kitchen, um, or in a kitchen and it's obvious that it's not an operating kitchen. Mm-hmm. I mean, this kitchen from what I can see here on the camera is extremely empty. I mean, 
Doesn't, it doesn't even look like a kitchen that was shut down for the evening because, you know, we're in the wee hours of the morning. Well, sometimes, you know, because I'd play a lot of weddings back in the cover band days. Mm-hmm. And so you'd play at a hotel and you'd have your main kitchen uh, that was used for the hotel guests and all that stuff. But they'd have other kitchens like um, uh, like almost like remote kitchens that they'd use for events. Right, where so they just caterers that come in or things that come in for that night or a weekend, and yeah. then they disappear. It seems like that's what this is. Well, and one thing I want to make clear here is, you know, when we say that we see her walking, uh, it's taking her a lot longer, obviously, to get down, to make a path through a hallway or through the kitchen than it would anybody that would be sober. You mm-hmm. know, like often she's not taking a direct path to where she's attempting to go, I guess you would say. Um, but you know, so she's stumbling about and it takes her quite some time to navigate through the hallways, through this kitchen. Um, right. right. So, I mean, we have an individual again, fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. We think that she's, you know, trying to leave that situation, leave the party. Why is she trying to leave? What happened there? She's definitely, uh, drunk or on drugs. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, when we say that, a lot of people are going to say, oh, you're victim blaming. No, I'm saying that she is on drugs. Then the question becomes, why is she on those drugs? Right. Did she take them or were they given to her by somebody else? And was was it like, here, take this, you'll feel good. And then she took it or was it she took these drugs not knowing? So we have an individual that is on something. And I, I bet money when that toxicology report comes out we're going to have a lot more answers mm-hmm. and it's not just going to be alcohol. And, now, and so, but she's trying to get through this area, this, this hotel and, you know, totally wasted. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and she doesn't know her way. It's a large hotel too. Yeah. So, so when you say it's taken her some time, I think some of it is because of the intoxication, but some of it is she one doesn't know where she's going and she's never been there before. Right. You know what I mean? Now, where we left off and where this video is going to end, you know, she's in the kitchen making her way through the kitchen, and then she's heading in the direction of what would look to me like like the back part of the kitchen where possibly the freezer is or the freezer door would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will, we will certainly find the best clips of this that we can find and put it on our website at truecrimegarage.com. All right, let's start diving into some of the questions. Like, why are they there? Why are they at this hotel? Um, you know, hotel parties are not super common, or at least in my world, they they aren't. I mean, even though, you know, I'm a big supporter of Hotel Motel Holiday Inn. And he, the captain is free on Friday night, so if, if you know of a good one. Call me, call you know. <laughs> anyway, so here's what I can gather, Captain, is that it, it was for a birthday, Um, and I believe it to be Irene Roberts birthday that Mm -hmm. they were going to be celebrating at this hotel party. Um, I'm a little unclear as to how close Kanika and Irene actually were. Right. Uh, there's a lot of reports out there that say they were best friends. Um, there's also, uh, just as many reports out there that says Irene was more of a friend of a friend. Yeah. Um, and then it might have been somebody in that group of four girls that we saw walking into the hotel. One of, you know, that would have been very much closer with Irene than Kanika would have been. Well, every hotel party I've ever been at, it was always, I was a friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I've ever, 
went to a party where one of my close friends throwing the hotel party. Now we have a little bit of background stuff. Um, it would be nice if we could fill out that evening a little bit more, if we could fill out those hours and those minutes more. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I can throw in there to kind of bookend this thing a little bit to help out, um, there's a report of Kanika having talked on the phone with her sister at around 1.30 a.m. that night. Right. So we we don't see her on camera uh, as far as what's been released for about two hours. We, we have her going up the elevator after mm -hmm. midnight and then appearing, stumbling off the elevator after two in the morning. So right in the middle there, around that 1.30 mark, she called her sister. Okay. And what, what was that conversation? I don't know what the conversation was about, mm -hmm. but what I can throw in there is that there's no reports of anybody saying she sounded disoriented or she sounded in trouble. Um, th that mm -hmm. has not come out. Um, yet, so I, yet, right. I don't believe that to be the situation, or I think we would have heard that by now. Mm -hmm. uh, eventually, her friends called Kanika's mother. Uh, her name is Teresa Martin. Now, they called to say that they were going to be driving Teresa's car. Remember, Kanika borrowed her mother's car, that they were going to be driving Teresa's car back to her. Uh, Teresa said that she then went to the hotel, arriving there around 5 a.m. to look for her daughter. Rewind a little bit. Okay. So they called the mother at what time? Um, she reports on the 911 call that it was roughly around four in the morning. Okay. So at four in the morning, they're calling and they say, we can't find her. Right. And we've looked around. Right. Do and, we have, and now see, here's the tough thing is that the police have like 36 hours of surveillance footage mm -hmm. and, but you know, main, mainly that footage is, is of Kanika, but is there footage of her friends looking? Mm-hmm. You know um, I mean, like I, I would wonder that because to me that, you know, if you're calling somebody and saying, Hey, your daughter's missing, we can't find her, but there's no evidence of you looking. Well, I think there was evidence of them looking okay. or, or at least there's people saying that they looked for her. Okay, good. Okay. I mean, I, you know, I'm just trying to get all the little bits of evidence out there. Well, and there's, that's the whole thing here that there seems to be a lot missing from the story. Right. And that makes me call in a question everybody at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so first off, what did Kanika's friends say happened to her? Well, that seems like it has been a little hush hush or maybe just severely overshadowed, shadowed by all of the other stories regarding this case. Mm -hmm. But I have heard two versions. Okay. One, several of her friends had last seen Kanika in the hotel lobby. They left, and when they returned, she was no longer there. But she, they saw her in the lobby. That that was the in, first version of this story that I heard. Yes. So she's in. So your friend is messed up by herself in the lobby, and you just kind of walk away. Mm -hmm. Really. Hmm. Well, that's As what kind of person you are. Like I said, that's the version I heard I, and I didn't hear it directly from any of those girls. So I don't know how accurate that well, the, statement is. Well, and let's just get, you know, one of the elephants, you know, that's in the room is you have this 19 year old. I mean, she obviously looks, I mean, you can't really tell what her age is from the footage, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm saying, I mean, she looks a little bit older than 19 is what I'm saying, but but not much. And so you have this um, female by herself 
walk in these halls intoxicated and security never comes up. If she's in the lobby, nobody, none of the staff comes up and talks to her. Right. I mean, you have a responsibility, you know, and not just as, you know, not just as a hotel worker. You just have a responsibility as a human. Mm-hmm. Well, you do you want to hear the other version of the last time we saw Kaneko's story? Yeah, yeah. However, in the other version of this story, Captain, uh, we only have one friend that was with, with her outside of the room, outside of the hotel room. And she says, uh, didn't leave her in the lobby, says that she thought Kanika was walking right behind her. And at some point she turns around and that is not the case. Kanika is not there. Of course, we have to question both of those stories. Yeah, right? Where was this friend walking to? Um, I, the way that I've heard it is that she was walking in a hallway. Now this could be a hallway on the ninth floor, on the 11th floor, the third floor, the lobby. I don't know. So we, but we could assume the majority of the individuals at this party are, you know, 19 to let's say 25. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's an accurate statement. So, I mean, that comes into play. I mean, as far as maturity, and be able to go forth and talk to adults and come forward and say and tell the truth. Mm-hmm. I would I'd say that comes into play. Well, and of course, I have to question both of those stories because we have all of this other video footage mm-hmm. that's supposedly out there, but we have no footage confirming which, if either, of these stories are actually true. Now, there was one report that I read that said that that she that Kanika was spotted uh, walking near the lobby stumbling. That is of course, super unclear because does that mean she was spotted on camera? Uh, you know, as we have already seen, or was she spotted by a hotel employee or someone other than, you know, one of her friends? Uh, because if so, I'm not sure why they would release portions of the tape and then not release other portions of the tape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and speaking of the tape, let's, let's get into this, this whole argument, right? Well, you know, look, they have to, when they find her body, right, we don't know what what other evidence they have, mm-hmm. right? So as of right now, all we're hearing is that she walked into the freezer. There was a camera above the freezer that wasn't on or didn't work for whatever reason. Right. So they don't have actual footage of her going in or how she got in. And so that... um you know, leads to speculation that maybe somebody was with her. But all the video footage before that kind of, you know, I would say argues that point, argues that there was somebody else with her. So, but what else do they know? Was there a puncture wound? You know, Mm -hmm. was her head hit? Did she have a black eye? You know what I mean? There could be all these things that maybe they know that we don't know. So to be on the cop's side here, maybe they've only released certain amount of footage because the either the other footage is like, it doesn't matter. You don't need to see that. Mm-hmm. Because when they say 36 hours of footage, they could have an hour of footage where she's way off in the distance and you can't really see anything. But they also have an investigation that they have to do. And maybe there's certain key moments, like you said, her talking to her friends in the lobby or whatever that the police are trying to get to the bottom of, and they don't want to uh, mess up their investigation. Mm-hmm. 
I don't believe they have 36 hours of footage of Kanika Jenkins. I don't think so either. Not for, not for a second. That's a hard sell for me because that means she's, you got several hours of her stumbling around. I mean, she didn't stumble around for a day and a half. Well, I think maybe when they said that we have 36 hours, I mean, you might have, let's say in one hallway, you might have two or three cameras. So if she stumbles around in, let's say, for 20 minutes and you have three or four different angles of this shot, mm-hmm. then you're adding that to the time. Right. So so possibly it's like when she's in the kitchen, there it seems like there's multiple camera angles and stuff of this footage in the kitchen. And so it's like, okay, so maybe they, they have a combined, you know, um, and they might have some footage. I'd be interested in this too. I mean, I wonder if they have some footage of that, the floor that the party was on. Right. You know, so you, you're talking about if they have footage of that and you have people going in and out of that party, you're, and then you have two angles of that. And so you go, well, we got eight hours of that. Well, two camera angles, that's 16 hours. Mm-hmm. We're getting a lot closer to 36. But like you said, I we're in agreement on the fact that the, the footage, you know, they released, what, 30, 40 minutes to the mother? I believe so, yes. And that might be all they have. Right. Uh, and the, and they're getting kind of a bad rap for that, but that's a lot of footage. Well, that's a lot more footage than most people get. Well, okay, let's, let's go down that road for a little bit. And, um, you know, and then we'll get into the whole argument about these tapes. Because, obviously, the police wanted the tapes, Right. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then the family wanted the tape, but there seems to have been some delay just getting it to the police. Um, And here I'm going to try to offer a little bit of insight regarding the cameras. The first obvious thing I have here is these are motion censored cameras. A motion triggers the recording and it records until the camera no longer detects motion. Uh, one thing I was a little curious about is when Kanika is seen stumbling on tape and goes into the, what I said could be a, a restroom, mm-hmm. the camera quickly stops and then it starts again after she returns. And you would say, Nick, that makes sense because you just said they record once they detect motion and then shut off once they don't. Mm-hmm. And that could be the case, but the systems I'm familiar with didn't time out that fast. When, when the systems I used archived footage, they would do one of the following depending on which uh, system I was using. But mm-hmm. one would tack on five seconds to before motion was detected and then tack on another five seconds at the end. Yeah, but it's, re- it's reasonable to believe that they edited this footage mm-hmm. that they, before they release it. And, it maybe in, and again, it might not be the cops that are editing it. It just might be the news clip that's showing right. the footage that they go, well, what do we need the f- five seconds of nothing for? Right. But then that's the concern, right? The, now the, the other system I have used in the past would record, uh, until it had not detected motion for 30 consecutive seconds. Well, and okay. So for some of the listeners that, you know, they don't know you personally, they mm-hmm. don't know your deep thoughts. They don't know your inner, my shallow thoughts. <laughs> no, but you used to, uh, do security. Mm-hmm. For um, what? what would you call well, one it? would be similar to this situation where where I did security at a high rise building for for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing. Regardless, that means one of two things, right? We either have you can adjust the times on both those systems that I used. 
you can make them more efficient. Maybe you can't, you can't have the ability to, to hold so much archive footage. So you really want to trim that down. Mm-hmm. Um, so those can be adjusted, but it means one of two things, either, like you said, it's edited or they have it set to timeout immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, now the hotel, they have 47 cameras on this property. And so maybe for the storage purposes, they wanted or set those systems to time out immediately. Uh, but the reason why I bring that up though, is because that's an obvious point where it is some kind of edit, uh, or it timed out immediately. The concern here being is like you said, who edited that tape? Was it the, was it the, uh, newspapers right. or the news footage? Was it the police? Well, was not, it the not, hotel? Not, right. Not the newspapers, but yeah, the news news teams or, or was it the police? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing about these, these systems. And I'm, I'm assuming this is a digital system. Usually the systems that are motion detective detected and they time out like that mm-hmm. are all digital systems. Well, and just, I mean, it's 2017. Right. And the, the problem with that is when you are, when you need to give footage to somebody, it's not, it's not as easy as one might think. This might be the cause for some delay of getting that footage to the police. Mm -hmm. The way that I've heard this explained to me is that the police did witness some of this video camera footage at the hotel itself, but they're saying we want our own copy of this and we want a copy of everything that you have. And you said 36 hours. I'm guessing what that 36 hours means is that between the time that she arrived to about the time that they found her, Mm-hmm. Is roughly 36 hours. We want to see all 36 of hours of that because we want to know and see everything that, that she could have seen, experienced, or witnessed from the time she arrived until the time she was found. Well, maybe also we want to see um, from the time that she goes missing the actions of employees mm-hmm. and actions of people from the party. I mean, it puts a, the cops in a tough situation too because then they have to believe, you know, let's say there is something nefarious that happened you know, let's say by a hotel worker or whatever, then who has access to these tapes and who's in charge of giving the tapes to the cops. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that, that causes for a lot more speculation. Now I, I do want to throw this out there because at both places that I worked where we operated these sophisticated camera systems, Mm -hmm. we had a lot, we had a large staff at both places. Okay. In the last place that I worked, there would be only two people that would probably be able to provide you with archived footage. There would only be two people that would even right. be able to know how to go back in time and show the footage to somebody there, let alone send it off to them. Um, and at the place I worked before that, it was even larger staff. There might've been three or four people that knew how to do that. So that's obviously going to create some kind of delay. Um, does it mean anything? I don't know. Should we blame anybody for it? Probably, probably, because if you have a a few people that can do that, let's get that person in here and let's get this squared away as quick as possible. Yeah. But again, you're, again, I think some of this stuff is, you know, whether there's five seconds there, five seconds, not, I mean, we, we kind of get pretty much the full picture Mm -hmm. of what happened. The big question is why didn't that camera above the freezer work? You know, that if would, there was a camera above the freezer, there there's been an argument that there is no camera that's in tough, that location. Right, but that's the tough thing about this case is whatever is brought up. There's an argument. There's an equal argument against that. So we have had publicly, 
we have the family fighting to see all of the video, Mm -hmm. which I think is, which is a fair fight. Um, even though they're not met with fairness on the other end, um, you know, we have the, where's the pushback coming from? Probably the police and the hotel as well. Uh, but I think there's a, yeah, there's been a lot of conflict between the family and the police department for, from the get go. I mean, I think the mother wanted to see her uh, daughter's body Mm -hmm. in the freezer. And I don't think they, they, they said it's a crime scene. You can't come see this. You know, mm-hmm. you know, to me, and that's a very odd statement because, well, if it's a crime scene, then yeah, I get the reason why you don't want her to see the body or you don't want her to ca- contaminate any of that, the crime scene. Mm-hmm. But then if you start saying, well, we have reason to believe that this was an accidental death. Well, then is that a crime scene? Well, well, I guess it's, it's an investigation scene. Because here's here's what their statement is. This is the um, this was as of uh, September 25th. The Rosemont Police Department has classified this case as a death investigation. The Cook County Medical Examiner's Office has said the cause and manner of Jenkins' death is pending both additional police work and toxicology results. Mm-hmm. Police say that she had been at the party with as many as 30 other people on the ninth floor of the Clown, Crown Plaza Hotel in Rosemont. Okay, so we don't know. I'm glad it's not the Clown Plaza because that'd be scary. Well, the the, the Crown Plaza is acting like the Clown Plaza and the Plaza <laughs> in this situation. But um but so we we don't know, Captain, if if they think this is an accidental death. Um, it sounds like, you know, the, the theories and the, uh, the people on the outside are speculating that they, that the police believe it to be an accidental death. I don't think they do, but their, 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 their official statement is that they have classified this case as a death investigation. And the medical examiner's office says that it's the manner of her death is pending depend, you know, because they're waiting on additional police work and toxicology results. Well, because that toxicology report is that's the holy grail on this case. Right. Because I think based off of that, and again, we got a bunch of nineteen and twenty year old people being irresponsible, not telling the truth, not telling the you know, that's what's sad is a lot of these individuals knew her. Mm-hmm. They were friends with her, or at least acquaintances with her. And they're not coming forward and telling the truth. And that's odd to me. We should know more information about that party. And we don't. And that's odd to me. And well, and here's something that's really odd to me too, is, is the whole argument about these tapes. So I want to, I want to kind of go through this just briefly here. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was a statement that was released from powers, Rogers and Smith. Um, I'm sorry, power Rogers and Smith. This is the uh, attorney's, that Kanika's mother has hired to represent her and to basically start their own investigation because we're not happy with the current investigation. Mm-hmm. So their official statement was serious questions remain regarding what happened to Kanika Jenkins at the crown Plaza hotel on September 9th, 2017. Kanika was found dead in the freezer of the hotel more than 36 hours after her family reported her missing and told the hotel staff she was somewhere on their premises. Despite requests for all evidence, we have only been provided snippets of video, none of which shows Kanika Jenkins walking into a freezer. 
The family has not been provided any video or other evidence of Kanika Jenkins walking into a freezer. Serious questions remain as to how she ended up in the Crown Plaza Hotel freezer and why it took a day and a half Mm -hmm. for the hotel to find Kanika. Her death requires a thorough, complete, and independent investigation. The family thanks the public for its prayers, concerns, and for bringing attention to this tragedy. Uh, The mother has retained Larry Rogers Jr. of Power Rogers and Smith LLP and Sam Adam Jr. to conduct an investigation and speak on behalf of the family. No other person is or has been authorized to speak on behalf of Kanika Jenkins family. Please respect their privacy as they mourn and prepare to bury their beautiful 19 year old. Now, the reason why I kind of got loud on the no other person has been authorized or, or is authorized to speak on behalf of the Kanika Jenkins family Mm -hmm. is because we have this Chicago activist. His name is Andrew Holmes. He comes forward and he gives a press conference in which he says, and this is not verbatim, but he says that he was shown the video footage and he claims that they were, when, when looking at and looking at it and viewing it himself, they wanted to see it. He wanted to see it because he was looking to see if somebody walked her into that freezer, if somebody placed her in there, pulled her in. Mm-hmm. And he said the video footage he had seen did not show that his words make it sound like he, that he claims to have seen Kanika walk into the freezer alone. Right. So there's a, this throws this whole thing into, into a tizzy because everybody immediately wants to know, well, if there is that footage and we can clear this whole thing up right then and there, why hasn't this been released? Why hasn't this been shown to the family? So they quit bringing this to the attention of the police and, and battling with the police about what was found and what was not found. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this Andrew Holmes, I think he misspoke during his press conference. I, I watched it time and time again. It, it looks to me like he, like he's simply saying, we don't see somebody pull her in there. We don't see anybody walk her in there. Mm-hmm. And the way he words it makes it sound like, uh, you know, I saw footage of her walking in on her own. I don't believe that that's what he saw. But but I have an issue with him being shown this footage when we have family who have have been denied certain pieces of this footage. Right. And here's what I think if happened with the situation. If, if he saw the footage, though. Well. Or if he's just talking out of his ass. I mean, there are some people that will just talk, <clears throat> excuse me, out of my ass or... <laughs> Well, I believe he saw the footage, Captain. I believe he was shown the footage. Uh I think he probably misrepresented uh, the family by saying, I think he probably presented himself as he's representing the family, but he wasn't, in fact. Um, I think police showed him this footage because they were catching a lot of... Right, so why would they show the footage to this guy that has no connection to the case at all? and not show it to the family. Well, the public's in an upcry. The public's in a stir. I think they thought that if, if they show it to him and he makes some kind of public announcement, but that again, this thing will die down. If you're willing to show it to him, why aren't you willing to show it to the mother? Right, and that's the big problem I have. I have, I have a huge problem with that. And I think this was all crowd control. I think this was just a way of, of trying to calm the masses right and uh, look i'm all for throwing the police under the bus when they do something 
shitty, but I don't know if this is that case. You know, I, this guy might just be misspeaking completely, and this footage was not shown. It doesn't make any sense why they'd show it to activists and not the mother. You know, um, I mean, what what are they trying to get out of that? I mean, like you said, well, they showed it to somebody, so then that clears the air. And look, I I think that was their intention, and I, I don't know that that came from the police. It could have came from the mayor. I don't know that, but I think that that was their intention. The reason why I believe that is because I have another statement from Kanika's mother who says that when protesters were gathering outside of the hotel, she was contacted by Andrew Holmes, the same activist. And he tells her to get online and call off the protesters because the hotel is, is broke and they're not making any money. This is, this to me is another, another spin another crowd control technique. Yeah, but what's the motivation for that? Because if there's a wrongful death, you need that that hotel to be in business so you can sue them. Now, the other thing here is we have police who will will come out and they will say that they are busy analyzing the video from, again, uh, 47 different hotel cameras um, and certain videos related to this investigation. See, those are interesting words. Certain videos related to this investigation. Yeah, and you know what that is? That's like Snapchat, that's Facebook, that's all this other stuff because there's some shit that happened in that party and it was captured by cell phones Mm -hmm. and they're trying to get to the bottom of that. And the other problem too is when there's a speculation of 30-some individuals at this party and the police have come out and said, hey, we're having a really hard time talking to half of them Half of them aren't being cooperative or we don't even know who half of them are. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe the police don't know who half of them are, but the other half of the people that are the party know who they are. And why aren't you telling the cops who they are? Well, police also announced that they were reviewing a Facebook live video that reportedly shows Jenkins sitting on a hotel bed with other people in a ninth floor room. Authorities also have interviewed 12 people as part of their investigation, eight of whom were at the hotel party uh, that night. Uh, They are looking for four others who were present that night. Okay, so look, there's so much more to get into, right? Mm -hmm. (sighs) This case is so frustrating. Um, Look, I think as far as the footage goes, because let's wrap it up on the footage talk, right? As far as the footage goes, I think it's important to see, to kind of get idea of what mental state she is in mm-hmm. or what physical state she's in. You know, again, bumping into the walls is kind of weird, but I mean, hitting rails and catching yourself or walking with your head super far back. It's like, again, what was she on? And I don't think there's any clear footage of anybody with her in that kitchen. And I could be wrong. I ha- but I just out of all the footage I've seen, it doesn't make any sense. I think she walked into that freezer by herself. Now, my question is, what drug was she on? Who gave it to her? And was there some purpose for giving her that drug? Mm-hmm. And to me, this is not, you know, when we first, you know, I got email after email and Facebook and Instagram and and all that stuff. People saying, hey, you got to check out this case. Are you following this case? You know, I look into it. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in. I'm like, okay, it's an accidental death. It's a 19-year-old it's that went to a party and maybe got into some stuff that she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
right? Mm-hmm. That's that was my initial thought. Then you start diving into some of the speculation and some of these things that 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 don't add up. Then I started going, "This ain't an accident. This is not an accidental death." And I actually don't think that the police think that either, even though they they're saying it's a death investigation. I believe that's what it should be at this point. But I'm with you, Captain. I don't think they think it's accidental. Right, but that's why they're making the statement. They're not saying this is an accidental death investigation. They're saying this is a death investigation. Yeah. Because I think they know some stuff, and, and people eventually crack. And I think they know more than that they can tell. And the reason why, so you can't sit there and just go, hey, piece of shit cop, piece of shit cop. Law enforcement's out to screw this family over. Some of it is they might know some stuff, and they got to keep that in. Because if that gets out, then people might stop talking. Right. And so I think they know more than they're leading on. And that's why they called it a death investigation. And I think eventually it's going to become a murder investigation. I think you're exactly right. And I think, uh, you know, all right. On tomorrow, this, this case, like it's just one of those cases that just like pisses you off. Right. And here's what we're going to do. Sorry if we sound like crazy psychopaths. Well, we're going to present some different things to you that will back up our beliefs and why this should be a murder investigation and it will, and will eventually evolve into that. And I also think this is a very solvable case. Uh, I think right now we're sitting here needing a lot of answers. The family needs and deserves a lot of answers. I think they're going to start piecing this thing together and there could be a lot of people in trouble. A lot of people have been telling us because of the new iTunes update that they weren't, they were no longer subscribed to the show. So they've had to resubscribe. So that might be something that you want to check and make sure you're subscribed to the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Oh yeah. And the thing here too, captain, the five star reviews have been fantastic. Mm -hmm. And also a quick reminder, just two days left, just two days left on the douche canoe t-shirt order. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and place those today. Yeah, don't be a boner. Get your douche canoe shirts today. All right, that's enough for today. We will see you back here in the garage tomorrow. Until then, be good, be kind, and don't litter. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.